This is EA Harvest Young Adults Podcast. And this is one of our breakout sessions. In these sessions, as well as our weekly meeting podcasts, we seek to further understand the truths we find in God's Word, as well as the world around us, as we explore the dreams of the old, as well as the visions of the young. Now I pray that the Lord would stir your heart as you now listen in on one of the conversations we have with pastors and teachers and many friends in ministry as well as others in our united pursuit to see what lives, beliefs, and hearts look like that are set after the kingdom of heaven. Listeners, uh, this is the Harvest Podcast. This is one of our breakout sessions. I have with me um, Assistant Teaching Pastor David McDowell of Resurgent City Church in Buffalo, New York. He's giggling as I'm saying it. Um, they're a newly founded church. They're actually launching this September. It's September 2018. 2018. Um, yeah, they're meeting a really cool spot, Alleyway Theater uh, on Main Street in downtown Buffalo. It's a sick spot. It's super awesome. What they're doing there is awesome. Great. I have the pleasure of uh, seeing them grow and seeing them from um, kind of the gathering of phase to now executing and, and worshiping and uh, teaching and meeting and fellowshipping together. So it's awesome. Uh, and eating together, praise the Lord. <laughs> eating together, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> like white suburbia pastor that tries to get an amen. Just mention food, coffee, football. To, uh, can I get an amen? Um, it's usually just one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you, you know, we all know Norm, yeah. But um, but yeah, this is our breakout sessions. Uh, so we do, we will um have uh segments and episodes with the sermons, the the talks themselves within the groups teachings, um the groups discussions and meetings on Wednesday nights. We'll have those uh, published. Um, we'll have those recorded, um, but we want those um, also in addition to these breakout times um, where I really think it's awesome to be um, discussing what a lot of um, ministry looks like. Yes, specifically in Buffalo, New York, um, but also with uh, this new growing um, idea in several movements um, that are not new, uh, but they're uh, unfamiliar to the these recent um formings of societies in past decades and and the culture now certainly so um i you know we have we have the uh, enormous pleasure of having uh, david on um yes. david why, why don't you just uh tell us a little bit about what you're doing now yes. what you're doing right now yes um first of all i just want to thank you so much uh, for <laughs> inviting me to be a part of world the, renowned <laughs> to be a part of this inaugural podcast for harvest yeah. like what what an honor yeah what an honor. thank you so much. here i say it all buddy yeah i say it all oh tears, yes. no that's right wow wow yeah don't, you know what? don't stay in the starter pack carpet <laughs> when when i when i thought about my life you know when i was in high school i never thought i would be here yeah never yeah nobody never. probably did no nobody probably did Oh man. Anyway, anyway I, I apologize. Um, so what I'm doing right now, um, I'm actually 
in a season of of kind of nothing. I, I, I like that. It, to be honest, like it's that. a season of it's a season of nothing. Yeah, it's good. Um, I, I I really am not doing a whole lot when it comes to like like practical, like tangible, measurable things. So yeah, measurable. I sure. find I find that it's kind of hard for me to talk about what I'm currently doing right now because it's like uh, not much. Sure. Right? It just it doesn't it doesn't feel like it. Um, and, and you know, so one of the actually. As I started this year, um, back in the fall, I, for those of you who don't know, I, I work, uh, I mean, I think Gabe introduced me as uh, the teaching pastor at Resurgence, but like alongside that, I'm also with the church plant on the west side known as his dwelling place. So that's what I started back in September. And actually one of the things that I was told from like the very beginning uh, is like someone someone uh we were we were all praying like someone in a program called bump and we were all praying over each other um and and someone you know prophetically or, or whatnot looked at me and said that uh this year would be a lot like the boy who brought jesus uh the what uh, two fish and three loaves or three fish and two loaves or whatever the fish and loaves two fish five loaves yeah so that was actually um that was actually I was that was I was told that from the outset, so I figured uh, I figured it would be much the same, uh, and it has proven to be true. And so I don't know what God is going to do with this year. I definitely feel like it's a year um, where He is preparing me to pour out in the next season. Um, but as of right now, uh, I my day to day looks like I I do whatever I'm asked to, you mm. know. I, I run errands for yeah. um, the, the pastors at the church. I, you know, do some social media stuff. Um, I run a food pantry on Thursdays, uh, which is about probably the most tangible thing that I do that I can look at and say, like, maybe I made a difference because I unlocked the door and let people get food. Um, so I guess... I Makes guess, a difference in a day. Yeah, I guess, I guess that matters. It's um, an impact, at least in the belly. Yeah, it yeah, definitely sure. in the belly, definitely in the belly. Um, but it's just bread and soup, so you know. It was just fish and loaves. Yeah, there you are. Come on, you, I guess. I there's guess a that's pro, what it there's is. a prophetic word, buddy. Come on. All right, there it Come is. on, there. Hey. Shekinah glory. Shekinah. Boom. Boom! It came. There it is. Prophecy is real. No, no sensationalist. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, that's that's a little bit of what I've been doing. Um, I've I've been actually struggling with like. Uh, like the reality of my circumstance and like feeling that there should be more that I need to be doing. Um, but, but it's almost as if God has not allowed for me to, to do anything. He's kind of, hmm. he's kind of sat me back and said, Hey, take a seat. I'm going to show you some things. I've definitely learned a lot about myself um, and some of my tendencies. And um, it, I guess, you know, one of the things that I, I grew up, uh, learning about or or that uh, one of the values that I picked up or, or um, whatever catchy phrases you want to say it's it's uh, that God creates leaders in anonymity um, and hmm. he did that at my my last job and I thought I was stepping into uh, more of a, a prominent role more uh, you know maybe some some more tangible work but hmm. it actually turned out to be the opposite of that <clears throat> uh, yeah. which is which is totally okay it's you know I definitely this year has been very transformative um, mm. so even in like the waiting periods like god is god is fully at work um mm. and they might be boring but they're mm. definitely beneficial and that's mm. not new i'm there's mm. a hundred million people who will say that but mm. uh, it remains true in my case as well mm. so 
Yeah, so um, to add a little, give that kind of uh, less of an appetizer, more of a main course type point, because that's huge that that's happening. Um, but but why it's important is probably kind of because of what's come out of. So can you can you tell us a little bit about maybe you don't have to go long, but a little bit about how you grew up and then kind of your first footsteps in ministry, um, kind of what that looked like and um, your your experience, your view of that. In hindsight? In hindsight. So you, you want to know specifically just like what... So I, I have a pretty good idea just because yeah. David and I spent some time in ministry um, in the past couple of years together um, leading groups and, and doing cer- certain engagements in youth and young adult ministries. But um, yeah, just uh, maybe how you grew up, how you experienced church as a recipient, as a, um, as a kid, and then um, growing right. up. Um, and, right. and kind of walking into what you thought was kind of idealistic, yeah. ideal ministry, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't think I ever, like, just to preface that, I don't think I ever thought of this as, like, ideal ministry. Yeah. Um, cool. So, so yeah, so let me let me explain. So I, I grew up in a Presbyterian church, um, and I, I, I really look back in that time, and I feel like I did not learn anything, hmm. um, which I, I don't think is necessarily a a bad thing I, I don't think it's a, a good thing either there there's definitely an an overwhelming emphasis that I picked up in like the subconscious level hmm. of like how church was done there in like its own faults because each church has its own problems its own sins that it deals with yeah, absolutely. and so I definitely I definitely noticed now retrospectively that I had picked up um, just just like an air of self-righteousness hmm. that that I did not know existed until I took this year and had this year to be like, okay, you know, God, what is inside of me? What hmm. what needs to be changed? So definitely yeah. use this year as kind of a way to like weed out the self righteousness that I didn't even knew existed inside of sure. me. Sure. Yeah. So I, I grew up in that Presbyterian church. I grew up in one church. My my parents did not church hop. They are still there. Um, so I did the the youth group game, the Sunday group, the Sunday school game, but it decided for me, and it just happens to be like the next step that I make. And so from from there, uh, from Evangel, I ended up doing a summer camp um, with a gentleman named Jake Hannon, who's the pastor at his Jelani place. And so it was just one thing rolled into the next. I did the, the sports camp not knowing – it wasn't even high, a high school sports camp either, so it wasn't even like something I was responsible for. It just kind of ended up getting placed on my lap. And so mm-hmm. I met Jake as a result of that. And then he was like, hey, I, I believe the Lord is calling you to work with me. Um for this next year and so i was like all right let's 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 talk about the the reality of that and so we did and we found a program called bump um buffalo urban missions project i think it's partnership not project and i just ended up doing that and so that's currently what i'm doing um and so i mean so one thing so my where i was at um uh at the presbyterian church kind of rolled into uh, evangel that rolled into his dwelling place uh, and along and along that line you know obviously me and Gabe have been friends for a while so um, I was able to he, he actually introduced me to the, the gentleman that I'm now working with at resurgence as well so it so I feel like none of the things that I actually have gone through or have done up until this point have actually been my own decision it's just been like hmm. the nature of um, the nature of like the progression of life like i don't i don't think i've i've pursued anything 
Yeah, I definitely have seen that. Just yeah. kind of like seeing as things of like a, this metamorphosis of you yeah. growing into, you know, who you believe that you're, um, <clears throat> you're called to be. It's been interesting to see. It's some people you see a willful. I mean, you know, and it's successfully sure. so a willful. Um, um, assertion towards you know who maybe they're desiring right. to be for right. you it was willful but it was more of like a willful um, searching for that which you didn't force it was almost just like yeah I mean this makes sense you know right, this right. makes sense right I don't even know if it was willful or or not like I don't even have that like this is my, ab my abstract phrasing as yeah. a poet <laughs> <All right. laughs> an aspiring poet no right. well, okay you know I'll, I'll plug later it's all yeah. good well so it's I mean it, it really was just all right I'm just trusting the Lord for whatever is going to come next. Yeah. Right. It, like that's honestly what it was. I like, and and I like, I don't even know if I fully believe that Figure as I say it, but like, that's, that's definitely what happened. Yeah. I was just it, like, here's the next thing. So I'm going to say next, I'm going to say yes to the next thing. And I'm yeah. going to say yes yeah, to the good. next thing. And I'm, and that's, and that, you know, that hasn't led me to, um, I mean, I, I did biblical classes, but it hasn't led me to a specific – I, sh I should have my degree. It's it's on the college's fault that I don't have my degree right now. Um, Blame the college. Come on. Come on. Come Sorry. on. I paid you, and you still haven't given me my – If I had my way, I'd be a, I'd be in PhD program by now. It's whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Sorry it's, about it's it. It's not my fault. It's no big deal. It's fine. Yeah. So, it's whatever. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I, I – and even uh, – it's just been funny. I remember helping you write a um, what uh, oh. what was it? What was it called? What was it? What was the school Fruity, called? Fruity Burbles. Yeah. yeah. Fruity Burbles. Uh, no. What was the, what was the class called? You were uh, doing online um, classes over the summer, yeah. and it was for what? It was musical music and listening. It was music and listening. <laughs> music and listening. Like, oh man, guys, just to let you know, if you want a degree, there is a what just an extracurricular, right? Yeah, it was it just was, yeah. you can get your way. Just listen to music. You wrote a wrote a. It was on a piece, a classical piece yeah. or something. And so, wasn't uh, our friend, our classical guitarist, yep. Yep. Uh, friend Caleb Sandland, yep. uh, got his? I mean, just full ride to Indiana University and. Indiana University in musical performance, yep. excellent, amazing guy, um, and he um, he was on the couch. J j we were just all chilling at my house, yeah. And David was writing a paper, and we were just like, we just need a what was that? Just a description, an imagery yeah. to really wow the to show that David really got into this. But David is not I by know. any way Listen, a, I, a flamboyant artist <laughs> in I, any way. I use the two artists that were sitting next to me. I, I, I <laughs> you let, did. Yeah, I, we, we can we can take a moment here in this story not to appreciate David's um, artisticness, but instead to appreciate his utilization of human resourcefulness. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, listen, I, I am not great with relationships, but I <laughs> will use the ones that are before me. All yeah, right? they, <laughs> and it wasn't – we didn't feel used. We felt – felt valued. We felt tapped. Privileged. Yeah, privileged. it was an absolute privilege. Yeah. And so Fruity Burb, I don't know, it's just like, and to describe, what well, maybe it was just like, to describe the fills. Yeah. And the intricacies like of, the, uh, of the lingering pieces was, you, 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 you what was it like, you sensed a notation of Fruity Burbles. Yep. And it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. But you're right, you, you had been, I mean, with Renovation Institute. Yeah. Or, yeah, yep. um, through, through the chapel in there. Yep. And there are classes there as well as G. It was a GCC. Yeah, I, so I did some curricular, uh, extracurricular stuff at yeah. GCC, and um, then Houghton is where I finished off the rest of it. So, yeah. and all to culminate, um, knowledge, knowledge didn't fall away with the fact that up. Oh, you know what? Brain says, "Hey, where's that paper though? I'm not right. keep not retaining this." Right. Um, luckily, Jesus didn't graduate seminary, so it's all it's all again. We can look to a standard that doesn't necessarily achieve. 
<clears throat> the doctorates we'd hope it did um yeah. however the knowledge is still there the pursuit of it i think could be honored and and in that you know open doors still opened figure that yeah imagine that i was i was able and am able to continue working even though so so at this point um maybe someone um if someone were to look in and the last time they saw you right um was when you were seven years old right and you were just in the youth group with that yeah. Um, maybe maybe too theological for his own good in the ministry that he was with, or, or too intellectual for his own good. Youth pastor, right, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, in his in his class, someone pulls you aside, um, or, or or the last time they saw you was then, and and they look at you now, and they're like, "Oh, you're a minister." You know what what um, what do you think? Um, well, you know, what, let me put it this way. Um, my friend, uh, well, a friend of David and ours, I, I'll have him on the podcast uh, soon. But uh, Daniel uh, Giovino, he, um, he he he's gone through. We've had several talks of him um, really breaking down to the bare bones of his belief of his theology. You know, and what he believes about God. Because I mean, honestly, no matter who you are, um, that is. I mean, if you do believe in any deity the most important question you're going to ask uh considering your allegiance is to this deity is what you think about him um and for us as as believers you know the most important sometimes when we say theology we think you know over into intellectual thesis statements to go over your heads and to impress you but to serve no meaning um or just to divide you know i i know a lot of differings um, in theological um, opinions uh, has created such divide. Um, we know this very obviously. And so, um, but that's not what it means. It, it simply, it simply bears the question, what do you think about God? Um, and so he goes through this process of, of saying, what, it, what is it that I believe? Because I was brought up um, with many different um, topical, um, topical moral themes, um, not necessarily pertaining to um, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God is inside me, changing me, sanctifying me, growing me in love and in purity and doing these things in me. It's more how to keep um, keep it in my pants and how to, you know, and it really, you know, and how to glorify God with my body and how to, you know, glorify him with my mouth and how to be more pure in this way. And that it was more topical studies, almost like a religious self-help program, you know, and he said, how can um, <laughs> as much as. Um, there was so much good to be served. Um, at this point, it's hard when you are, you know, as a young adult growing in your independent thought, you know, you're growing in what you believe, what you, David, what you gave, what you, Daniel, believe. Um, and so it, he, he, he goes through this process and says, now, listen, I don't, I want to form um, newly what, what is my belief? What is my religion? Um, uh, but I don't want to do it. Can I do it in a way that doesn't sever? you know, my childhood that doesn't sever the past, you know? So is there a way in which um, the change or the sanctification of a worldview or a theology can serve to reconcile the past instead of just sever it? Or does it have to just cut it off? As with most questions you ask me, I don't necessarily Preface understand it. what you yeah. mean. <laughs> yes, c'est la vie. Um, <laughs> Yeah, basically, um, knowing how you grew up, yes. you know, knowing the things that you experienced, the things that you believed and that others believed and gave to you. Yes. Um, how do you, where you're at now, okay. use what you know now, what you believe now, 
to instead of just sever and almost disown the past, mm -hmm. um, but instead reconcile it and say, um, okay, as much as it may not have all been truth and, and there may have been um, the right intent with the wrong mindset, right. um, how, can, how can you derive good from what, what may have from many young adults uh, be known as just brokenness, you know, oh, they, they hurt right. me, the church hurt me, right. or my family hurt me. Or... Right. Well, I think, I think to start off, I don't think that the church hurt me in any way. Hmm. Um, I look retrospectively, and I see the problems that I did not notice when I was in the thick of it. Sure. Um, and so that being said, I don't necessarily view my past like that. I view I view my past through the lens the same way Joseph viewed his past. Like when he gets to you know the end of Genesis hmm. and he's like everything's been working for my goodness. Like that's that's honestly what I believe. Um, as so as much as as I can look at the past and be like, hey, these things happened. Um, I I picked up this subconscious. Um, reality i picked up this conscious reality i don't necessarily view it as something that needs to be cut off or mm. even rectified i just mm. i view it as the progression of like where i am today it's yeah. just as a result of those the same way yeah. the same way like you know dan's past led him to where he is now that's an interesting point yeah right so like i don't i don't ever think that you need to come up with like a theological band-aid for what happened to you in the past or anything like that I, yeah. I think these things are um are a result of of a god who is infinite right oh. who, who you could even just yeah, yeah this is that, that's that's a very good point almost saying like the fact you're here now you exist um in this space where you're able to think clearly mm -hmm. and say hey well this was my past this is what i believe god's speaking into the future mm -hmm. um even if you're just drawing from general principles that god speaks about anyone's future sure um and saying like because i'm here now and i can speak of these things about god that he's good that my my future is good um you can also almost say because you're able to say those things you can then therefore say your past is good because it's alleged at this point oh yeah sure which is that's that's really interesting um i, I was thinking i had a similar thought this morning and just talking about uh you know apologetics and how um you, you want to describe and give reason to God's goodness or why, why did he do this and saying like, well, okay, can we talk about that with consideration to where we are now? We are alive, right? We are able to love. We are able to, to live abundantly. We're able to do right. those things. And so what is that? So what, what we speak of about the past, what does that say about where we are now? Um, because that has to be taken into the consideration because this moment is the most real thing for us, mm -hmm. especially as finite beings. So that's really cool. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. And it also, like, I think it plays differently for different people. I yeah. think people who have more brokenness in their background might not be so readily to say that all those things worked for their good yeah. because it's probably a whole lot harder to find Absolutely. the good in that. Absolutely. So when I think about my, my past, there wasn't a lot of brokenness. I, sure. I didn't have – I was very uh, privileged. I lived in I, I lived in a, in a suburb. I, yep. you know, I there was no – um, visual brokenness around me. There yeah. was no, I mean, my parents never fought. Um, yeah. I'm sure they did, but they never fought in front of us. And yeah. still to this day, I can't remember a single time that they ever like had any form of, uh, like, like verbal aggression towards each other, like in, mm -hmm. in a, in a manner that well, most kids are used to. Yeah, sure. Um, so from that sense, I've been, I've been pretty 
privileged and protected yeah. um, in the past. And even with the, the uh, my church experience as well, it it, um, it it was not it was not as negative as some people's was like. So yeah. Yeah. it didn't it didn't sure. like I you know for whatever reason it didn't it didn't put me off to yeah the, the church gospel. didn't hurt yeah. you or give you a bad taste. Yeah, it just it. And and maybe that's just a way I deal with emotions and and sure. stuff, because sure. uh, I I don't um, I'm more of a thinker than I am a feeler. Not yeah. that I don't feel. Take time to ferment a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. So it so definitely like in introspect, you know, and retrospectively, like definitely thinking about the past, I'm able to feel those emotions more readily than I was in the moment. So they sure. didn't, they don't have like long lasting scars because yeah, I, I, I yeah. can look back on them and be like oh yeah th that was something that happened and i yeah and i and i was able i am able to be more in tune with my emotions sure like thinking back on it but uh, nothing in the moment was like yeah you know god doesn't love me because some <laughs> authority figure had done something in my life yeah right. yeah yeah so um to both make this relevant and edgy and also edgy. to wrap it all in. Yeah. This is beautiful that there's a contrast here because I am not that at all. Not even close. Yeah. Like I need to have like one of us. Did you watch, did you see Infinity Wars, David? Yeah. 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 So um, I guarantee you that one of us in this room, there's two in the room, just to yeah. give you a hint. One of us in this room did and one didn't cry during Infinity <laughs> Wars. All right. All right. And so that, that and I will leave it up to you, oh, viewer, um, <laughs> to, yes. to, to pick that out to delineate yes. that but Figure um, that out. but i'm absolutely an emotional wreck all the flipping time guys and, and it is it is beautiful and obnoxious and totally totally noticeable um and i, I um so for me when i look back at the past and i think of a pretty similar um situation um of course family dynamics differ from sure. every household sure. um uh, but typically the same monochromatic, you know, upbringing in a church with um, no real facing. There was absolutely, certainly, certainly um, no uh, parallels in the tribulations I faced um, as a, uh, quote, Christian growing up sure. as there was maybe uh, with the movement in uh, first century Rome. Right. Um, so yeah, they didn't see a whole lot of correlation no <laughs> to my life. To no, like, no lions. You know, I didn't actually get to see um, a, a, a scalping uh, no. in my no no scalpings wow. uh, in Elma, New York. No, <laughs> not not quite. Of course, I. You know, you get out to the boondocks of the wannabe hillbillies in Eldon, then maybe, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but uh, probably not among Christians to Roman, um, you know, centuries. So. Um, again, growing up for me, reconciling, but I, I like that you said that and that you talked about it in more of a matter of fact saying I'm, I'm who I am. Right. Um, for, so for emotional people like, uh, Daniel and I, um, reconciling it is a little bit more than plainly saying that, although that is absolutely still true. You know, it is absolutely still true and it's not how I'd put it at all. Um, I would far more, you know, speak about, um, uh, the way in which um, I viewed, or the, even the way in which I view in memory, um, those things, I, I may pick out the wrong more than um, more than the rights of the past, because um, man does within his sin nature uh, crave shame. He does sure. crave shaming something, 
um, you know, a, a woman who was just a part of this big printing company. Yeah. Um, she was boarding a plane to go to Africa. That's actually where she was from. Um, but she um, was she's she was working in the United States and um, she was uh, boarding the plane to London. It was her last leg uh, down to um, it was Johannesburg. Um, and, uh, she basically tweeted out this, uh, real quick thing, just kind of making fun of someone in the eco um, economy class, um, uh, as she goes to business and, um, and she just kind of like sends it, you know, shuts up, puts a phone on airplane mode and it by the time she lands in Johannesburg, uh, turns her airplane mode off, gets data all like absolutely her phone blows, blows with, um, notifications from every which way and her boss basically uh, one of which her boss saying you know you your your tweet is viral um, and Whoa. you're fired like Ouch. no absolutely and and it had racial um, oh, okay. crassness and but literally one thing I mean humans will I mean this is just plain and simple humans will latch themselves desperately to to shame and, and so uh, all to say in this this very productive man I might I add but rabbit trail all the less yeah. um it's, this is the, I'd have to kind of like reconcile that so this is a difference in just the individual uh, but neither it, one doesn't make the other one less true um, and so this is this is great, but I, I like when, when you're speaking of your upbringing. You came you, you came and described kind of how you grew up, and then what you thought about it through one way. Um, what were some what were some of your first thoughts? Um, kind of a little bit more of a a, a smooth a smoother transition, um, you know, than a than a first Sunday morning in their life worship team, but uh, maybe not as smooth a transition um, as a surfboard. I'm trying. And, and certainly smoother than that analogy. Let me just preface that. What are you looking for? Why, what am I looking for? I'm looking for your opinion. Let me just um, say this. Let me say this. Okay. Um, what was some of your first, uh, your first aha moments moving into the city? Moving into the city and moving into so yeah I told you it was a great transition moving into the city, uh, moving into just, I mean even just a different ministry because I know yeah. you you were with Resurgence and kind of looking before wow. you actually moved but yeah yeah <clears throat> so my, so from that suburbia yeah yeah you know yeah yeah so so my thought was um, I wanted to be in the place that um, the church was going to be planted right I just I felt like that made sense I was like this this would be irresponsible for me to plant in a place I wasn't located um, to not deal with uh, the people that I would be dealing with I just felt like that was I just felt like that was irresponsible um, and so I I had spent none of my life in the city I have been in the suburbs I was I was I might have been born in the city, but it was very. I was very quickly driven to the mm -hmm. suburbs, and, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and that's where I grew up. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. And so, um, I, it, it, it's almost it's almost confusing for me to to now look back upon when I was like in high school and never thinking about the city. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's sure. almost, it's it is forgotten a lot. It it just forgotten like this this giant. At least for in my my perspective, from my point of view, yeah. like the city of Buffalo has just been forgotten by the suburbs. 
Yeah. Right? Like they, well, I mean, cities in general. I feel like, yeah. I mean, whenever, because I'll see prayer groups come together. And we yeah. even saw David and I were, it was National Day of Prayer yesterday, May 3rd. And um, we, we were gathered with a bunch of, I mean, older, you know, adults yeah. and, um, the, the prayer topics were always, you know, reach from this suburb to this suburb to this yep. suburb to this suburb. And as much as there wasn't a blatant neglect or a resent, there was no resentment. It wasn't, yeah. but, but it's not on the minds of someone dwelling in, um, almost its own enigma, mm-hmm. you know, socioeconomically, mm-hmm. um, and just culturally, it's way different, um, than a city. We see city as that's where jobs are and restaurants are and clubs are and crime is. And it's not necessarily where the the epicenter of the population of of the area is you know where where you're going to see most of the um cause of population in this in the general area which is western new york it's it's going to gather itself in in buffalo yeah. right <clears throat> yeah i actually this 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 analogy came to my mind uh buffalo is is, is, is well i guess western new york is kind of a lot like a donut hole and like the center, <laughs> oh my and, gosh. And the center of it, oh my Buffalo. gosh, yeah, dude, so yeah, it's like, yeah, this is really, you know, we we just we focus. I mean, no one focuses on the 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 donut hole of a donut because there's there's nothing there, right? I mean, so I mean, the analogy kind of breaks down because there's you know there's the city of Buffalo would be in the donut hole, but like it's 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 largely a forgotten part of the donut, right? Like no one no one pays attention to it. Um, yeah, I mean, it it serves a function, I I guess. I mean, you're able to to put the donuts on a stick but uh whatever this is beside the point my analogy is breaking down but that's that's but that's that's how i i kind of that's how it kind of viewed the city of buffalo um as as i was growing up and so some of my my reactions um when i moved to the city of buffalo is like i wasn't scared or anything um but there is definitely a very prevalent um subconscious fear around the city of buffalo hmm. especially from the suburbs yeah especially yeah. from the at least from the suburb i grew up in like, like don't way, you dare go to chippewa don't you yeah, dare yeah absolutely like my dad works in the city and i have friends whose dads works in the city mm-hmm. some moms who work in the city yeah. as well yeah. and it and by and large it is whether you go on the the north side outside the city or the south side sure. like both all around it all around the donut there are there are people who are scared of this, or maybe not scared is the word, but definitely fearful and yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and have a misconceptions of of how and what the city is like. Sure. So moving into the city, um, those those fears had to be dealt with. Yeah. Um, so there was definitely a period of like realizing I wasn't like my life wasn't as at stake every moment like sure. there there is not an impending doom because i now live in the city right i am i am hmm. fine like i yeah, mean statistically yeah. crime rate is is higher but um those numbers aren't aren't really directly proportional to that of a suburb because you know there's entirely sure. different dynamics yeah um yeah. And so for someone who, who just moved in, having no connections, no ties, um, it, it, has been, it has been a process of, of unlearning the lies that I had learned. Um, mm. And, and de- lies that no one like specifically told me, but mm. based upon action or tone within phrases about Yeah, it was city. easy for you yeah. to assume certain right. things. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I found that to be like one of the most blatant misconceptions wow. about the city. Yeah. And sure. it has definitely definitely been the one of the things that I, I I've 
I've seen the most. Hmm. Um, obviously, I've, I've only been here for eight, eight-ish months, so there's not a whole ton I can know about the city, especially because most of it was during the winter. Well, people like hearing that sobriety, though. You know, it's sure. good because a lot of times it's like, yeah, I only street for eight straight months, man. I'll tell you <laughs> what. You know what I mean? You no, know, so it's just like it's good to hit what is yeah. now a changing reality mm-hmm. with also a lot of sobriety saying, hey, this is still right. where I am, you know? Right. Right. And I and I think it's I think it's giving voice to something that people don't want to give voice to. Like yeah. I or, or I find it's not even they don't want to give voice to, it's they don't understand it's not something that's not talked about. It's it's just it's, one of those things that's forgotten. What lies within um a neighborhood can't actually obtain that many themes, can't obtain that many aspects to it. So um if a teacher teaches, if a preacher preaches, if a mom pep talks somebody you know she only has to she he whatever whoever only needs to pep talk they only need to touch on so many different aspects to the neighborhood um if you're talking about you know a a nice you know country looking place elma or orchard park or you're not needing to touch on so many things when you're talking about a city you are talking about millions of variable variables with millions of different ethnicities expressions and themes right um, and, and concern supposedly um, that it can't be one thing. So you have to find either a transcendent understanding of who people are and what a city is. Um, like you can't just look at the landscape and say, this is what it is. Oh, okay. You know, I've got a grasp on right. what I'm looking at. You know, when you look at a city, you're, you're looking at a melting pot, truly of anything and everything that decided to inhabit um, within the culture of you know that area. Right. So, yeah, it's so a, it's, it's yeah. hard to encapsulate with, with especially when you're when you're describing it to somebody somebody growing up in your household, you know. So, so yeah, even if you work there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's been a, it's been a process. Um, and so definitely like one of one of the things that that I will continue to do um, is is definitely part of my, my ministry going forward is 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 fighting against that that norm that exists uh in in the donut hole that is uh in buffalo yeah yeah that's good so um what we're what we're looking at um especially in harvest podcast is um uh, voices uh as much as i like um the content and hear the questions we're pursuing honestly as well as the answers we're pursuing boldly um to be to be substantial for anyone and everyone who's listening to this, um, especially cross-generationally. We don't want this specifically to just be for young adults um, as well, but uh, primarily it's going to be that since it is stemming from a group um, whose inhabitants are, you know, college and career age. So it's also just be like that. The, the idea will absolutely be very, very um, specifically pertaining to um, what it looks like to be um a Christian, what it looks like to be pursuing, um, you know, the Lord, uh, ministry or questions. You know, if you are, if you are deep in questions, um, uh, Buffalo is in a huge uh, situation of either questioning or ignoring questions. You know, you have to pick a side where you have to question or you have to ignore them. Um, and to know that there are answers uh, is super relieving, but it takes a while to get there. And we want to explore that. Um, but it will have a huge, huge, huge context of uh, the city of Buffalo because um, we do believe that God's doing a lot here. Um, we see it very evidently, very often. Yeah. People are saying, "Man, I, 
I was just told to stay or I was told to come to Buffalo yes. yeah. for some reason. I don't know. God just said, man, I, I, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing a lot of really cool stuff. And man, I, I wonder if this is why. And, yeah. and it's just really cool. But at the same time, still a whole lot of work to do, um, which is a privilege and yeah. not necessarily a concern. Yeah. Listen, so so one of the things God has kind of been placing on my heart is like, I'll give you I'll give you a tidbit. And this this, you know, this this might take years to accomplish. Right. And so like, let it ferment friends. Yeah. Let it ferment. So like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's a fine wine. It's, we got, it's the, a fine we wine. got the, the new wine skins. You know, that's right. God's that's right. We ain't wine in here, but we give out the wine. That's that's good. <laughs> we give. Yes. Um, so one of the things that God has been like placing on on my heart is is the fact that the church doesn't engage or doesn't engage well, by and large, well with uh, with the arts. Right. Huh. And so not necessarily good at relating to what we celebrate. Yeah. 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 Wow. Not, you wow. Know, that, you know, God, God being the ultimate creator of, you know, all of human life and then his creation being the least creative hmm. in the United States right now hmm. is is definitely something God has, has placed Fascinating. On, my, on my heart. And, and then then listen to this. And so when you look at Buffalo, you see um, you see what a city that is post-industrial, right? You yep. see the bones. Has to be, yep. You see the bones of a distinct dinosaur all around, and you see that the inhabitants of Buffalo are painting on those bones. Yeah. That there is there is a there is a creativity that is bubbling beneath the surface. Yeah. And then hit this: Buffalo was known as the city of lights a hundred years ago. Right. Wow. Right. And okay, the, I, I, the sure. Pan, <laughs> I didn't right? know that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, and it was. Uh, Maybe maybe more than hundred years ago, but the pan once upon what, a time the pan American Expo, like the, the yeah. nations came to Buffalo because of yeah. like our creativity because yeah. of yeah. how we engage. Oh okay, and I know what you're talking about. Right? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, and for so, sure. So you think about that, and like, wouldn't it be like God to hmm. take something to take a place that is dead that people have left in the 70s, 80s, 90s, the early 2000s, yeah. and make it. Maybe maybe not the epicenter of Christian entertainment, but sure. one of the epicenters. Yeah, the draws people saying mm-hmm. like, "What's going on?" And then yeah. saying, "Yeah, that's that's because I tell people all the time." There's there Buffalo is experiencing such a like we are privileged to see such a wonderful um, metamorphosis. Second time I've used that word metamorphosis, but I truly mean it. Of leaving the steel, leaving yeah. industrial age Absolutely. into almost an upturn of a recreational culture. Cultural form. I mean, we're seeing. I mean, we are seeing um, migration from several different groups and, and inhabitants of. I mean, refugees. Um, absolutely, just yeah. people, Bangladeshi um, uh, uh, communities and and Congolese, right? And and we're just all the Nepalese people. And, and as they're inhabiting these communities, we're seeing housing like something as as real and vivid as yeah. housing rates going up, crime yeah. rates going down, mm-hmm. and then seeing Canal Side, you know, by the river getting revamped, you know, into culture festivities, always there celebrating the culture of another or the culture of an, of our own. Yeah. Would, it, would you say uh, Buffalo is a port city, right? And, Absolutely. And it's a port city. Port Absolutely. Were, port cities were uh, uniquely strategical in, in the New Testament. Antioch. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I've heard it um, prayed and, and, and intercessed over saying, God, not not in any, not for sake of fame or for sake of prosperity, but Lord, um, would you make Buffalo 
an Antioch in Antioch. Would yeah. you make us that the nations are drawn to us, but furthermore that we would send to the nations? That's, yeah. I mean, and it's happening, man. And, it, and it's undeniable because it's not just happening in the church. No. And it's almost happening sometimes right. in spite of it. Because right. you, like we said, yeah. as much as it's not intentional, there's still an ignorance yes. sometimes, yes. you know, to the city itself. Yes. Yeah. Which is cool. And so as, as, as the church of Buffalo becomes more united, yeah, like, Maybe, hmm. maybe just maybe the arts can be the, the, the wheels that turn yeah, wow. the church closer. And you're seeing, together. and you're seeing, I mean, good things come from the Lord. The Lord, yeah. it was God's idea. Art absolutely was God's idea. Music, culture, absolutely God's idea. The celebration of those mm-hmm. things, yeah. man, the Lord is just absolutely excited to see it. Yeah. And, and because he created it, um, and, and you're seeing, I mean, it's it's rising in Buffalo. God created those things, regardless of whether the church made it happen. God still created those yeah. things, um, yeah. and as much as it's not maybe done by the church in Buffalo, um, we have the we. I do believe at some point, and re, even right now, speaking plainly, we do have the opportunity to join in, and this yeah, is absolutely. extraordinary. Yeah. Why extraordinary. does Why does Hollywood have the best stories? Yeah. Ooh. Why, why is kill them? Come on, baby. Why is that the case? Come on. Why is that the case? When we have the when we say we have the self-proclaimed greatest story ever told, I've can't mic drop it down, right? Like how how come how come it's that that Hollywood gets to gets to write the narratives? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, you know what? It's it's really cool. I'm sure we'll have you on again. This has absolutely been a privilege. uh, guys, for, for those listening, uh, thank you so much for making it yeah. to the end. Um, we are hitting uh, minutes that Gabe is not unfamiliar with dragging you into. Um, David may be less familiar because yeah. maybe he has something called um, um, conciseness. <laughs> but but uh, I, uh, I thank you very much, listener. Um, there will be much like uh, a much much um, content like this uh, discussing questions of a rising generation. We're not talking necessarily one demographic, but a rising generation of the followers of Christ, yeah. um, seeing what the world is doing around them and um, honestly what, what the Lord is doing around them. Um, and yeah, it just exploring that a lot. It's going to be very focused on um, Buffalo. If you're a young adult and you're in Buffalo and you are you are looking for answers, you're looking for a place to get plugged in, or you're just listening to look to see who, who what you think about God, which yeah. is honestly what we believe is one of the most well the most important question you'll you'll answer in your life. Um, for now, um, I just want to thank you. Thank you for listening to EA Harvest podcast, um, and we hope to. Um, encourage you um, and explore with you uh, further things of God, of of our culture, um, and of the future um, days ahead of us. So, uh, yeah. So we'll talk to you soon. Um, we have Archibald, and Archibald will be expressing hey! his feelings for theater art and how none of his family supports him anymore. No, but, they think that I'm strange. They believe me. But to they be... keep coming, right, Archibald? They keep coming. Isn't that a blessing? They what a blessing. <laughs> they are tomatoes. They throw tomatoes. I think you said they are tomatoes. I'm like, that's how abstract your world has become, Archibald. You know what? I accept that. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I believe that my gift transcends culture. Yeah. Oh, let's. <laughs> Can we not? Can we can we stay ridiculous? Can we not go down to earth? Because it's fine up here. We can talk about our, you know, our our adults' relatives being vegetables on, on another cloud somewhere. All right, that's fine. Hey, welcome to Earth. I am 
I am your tour guide, JT Billings Clyde. <laughs> and this is the next chapter of Why Spray This Bug? Um, no, no. <laughs> okay, well, honey, I, honey. I, oh, okay, yeah, honey, honey. It's got, it's got a, it's got a purple earring. Is that, is that what? Is it's that? Got a beard. Now, it's just a beard on it. Are we talking venomous? I mean, we're in Vermont. Like, how are we? How are we expecting venom up? Out. It's forty degrees out. How are we? How are we looking for some substantial stank up in? Like, what? What are we supposed to expect out of its behind? You know what I'm saying? All right, cool. Why am I talking? I'm in Vermont. Why am I, why am I country bumpkin, Georgia? You're in the wrong place. I am clearly misplaced. Um, you know what? You want me to just go for it? I guess I'm like, this is a great introduction. There's no better. There's no more honest. Yeah.